I was about ten when I killed Susan. It was a long time ago, back in 1953, and I was down at the long pond, lying in the grass, in a warm, sweet silence that was disturbed only by the melancholy buzz of the pond insects and the occasional plop of a frog leaping into the water. It was just the sort of day I liked. There was no one bothering me. I could stay here all day if I wanted to, just doing nothing, just daydreaming. Then, all of a sudden... You come back here, Susan! No, I am! Get back in this house, now! No, I didn't! You can't make me! Oh, no. Susan! I'm going in with my grandma and I ain't coming home no more! And serve you right! I'll show them, won't I, Judy? <coughs> Hello, Vina. Can I play with you? No. <coughs> you go to sleep, Judy. You've had your ball. I can see Stanley over the other side. Vina, I can see Stanley over the other side. He's after the big old pike. He'll give us some sweets. He's always got sweets. Let's go over. No. Go on. No, I said. Oh, why not? First, I don't want to, and second, Sally Baker's there, and I'm not friends with her. Oh, you go if you want. I'm not stopping you. I wanted her to leave me alone, that's all. The more I wanted to be left in peace, the more of a pest she became. If I'd known what was going to happen, I would have got up and walked away from it. But it seems to me that the world turns on ifs, while the stars and planets dance around the sky and make fools of all of us. And perhaps nothing really matters that much, in the end, when everything is covered over by time. Richard's there and all, he's tadpoling. Hello, Vina. Susan? Oh, look, Stanley's waving at us. Oh, go on, Vina. Let's get some sweets off him before he goes home. The guy in the sherbet lemon, Stanley. Don't give her any, Stanley. She's too fat as a hedge. <laughs> uh, that isn't nice, Sally, now is Stanley, Stanley, where are you? Come on in now, your tea's ready. Oh, Vina, go on. How many more times? On, I don't want to, all right. On, anyway, your mum shouldn't let you eat so many sweets. Fatty. I am not. And your teeth are rotten. You... Anyway, I heard Sally's mum tell my mum you steal things. What? But my mum said you can't help it. I'll smack your face for you in a minute. Sally's mum say you stole a doll's dress off her. And my mum says it's because you haven't got a dad. Well, that's all you know. My dad is rich and lives a long way away in America with all the film stars. And one day he's going to come and fetch me and my mum. And he'll bring loads of toys and sweets for everybody. Huh. Except you, of course, because I'll tell him not to. I don't care. You will. Because there'll be American sweets like you've never had. Babe Ruth and things like that. So tell that to your bloody mum and Sally's bloody mum and all. And your mum want to wash your knickers more often because they're always dirty. Don't you dare, dare, dare say that. They are not. Filthy. Ugh. You pooed them the other day when you were on the swings and you had to go home. You even left some poo on the swings. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I'll get my brother after you. And your doll's dirty. Leave my Judy alone. She needs to go clean. No! I'll chuck her in the pond. There you are. Now she can go for a swim. No! <laughs> you bloody, bloody... And your pram and all. No! Have you right. That's my pram. You've got no way to do that. I didn't mean it to happen. I was only trying to push her away to stop her biting me. But she lost her balance and toppled backwards into the pond. It was incredible to watch it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. She sank down so quickly through the thick pondweed, protesting all the time, and I was rooted to the spot, mesmerized, fascinated by the spectacle of mud and silt billowing up from the bottom. I knew I was witnessing something I would never see again. But I also knew that for the rest of my life I would have to keep this secret. At that moment, the surface of the water became calm again. The mud settled, and the pondweed covered over everything like a thick green blanket. Then it was all over, and I was left disappointed and panic-stricken. I crept home and hid in the chicken's house at the bottom of the garden, picking chicken's mess off the face of my Mabel Lucy Atwell doll, until I got hungry and went in for my tea. What time do you call this, then? Sorry, Mum. Just look at the state you're in. Sorry, Mum. Sorry, Mum. You'll get sorry, Mum. What am I going to do with you? Come here, then. Get those mucky hands washed and get yourself up the table. Your tea's all dried up. You are a naughty girl. Sorry, Mum. You've got no idea of time, have you? No idea at all. Sorry, Mum. Sorry, Mum. Sorry, Mum. I'll take you to make a record of that. And you won't need to say anything. We just play it all the time, can't we? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, here now. What's all this? What's the matter if this isn't like you? Nothing, Mum. Yes, there is. You don't cry over nothing. That much I do know. I just fell over, that's all. Where? Let me see. No. I'm all right. Oh, I don't know. I'll never get the bottom of you. Come on, then, eat your tea up. I've already had mine. No sense in letting them both spoil, eh? You've been up to something. You're too quiet for my liking. Never, Mum. Honest. (laughs) That'll make a change, then. Whoever can that be? Right in the middle of our tea. Oh, Mrs. Rich. <gasps> yes? Davina? Mrs. Rich just want to know if you've seen Susan. She ain't been home yet. No, Mum. You sure? Yes, Mum. That night I dreamed about Susan. Hello, Stanley. Can I help you fish for the big old pike? Stanley? Don't talk to me, you bad girl. I know what you did to little Susan. I didn't do nothing. She fell in. You let her drown. She fell in? It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault, Stanley. I didn't mean it. Don't tell nobody. Oh, please don't tell nobody. Why don't you go in and get her? (laughs) She might still be alive. I can't go in and get her. I can't swim. Here. Have one of these sherbet lemons. Then you'll be able to. I'll take my clothes off. This is a new jumper. My mum will kill me if I spoil it. Hurry up, Vina. Susan might be dying now. You've got to hurry up. Here I am, Vina. Where? I'm stuck in these weeds. I can't get out. Are you still alive, Susan? No, I'm dead now. 
Can you pretend you're still alive so your mum won't know no different? Hold on to the edge a minute, Susan. I've got her! Stanley! I've got Susan! Buggered. The big old pike. Look at the teeth on him. But it was Susan. It was. It was. What are you painting? Nothing. Oh, they're nice daisies. I thought I heard you call out in the night. They're supposed to be water lilies. Davina. What, Mum? Not what, Mum. Pardon, Mum? Did you have a bad dream last night? No. Sounded like you did. It's them comic books you read. They're enough to frighten the wits out of me, let alone you. You shouldn't read things like that. You're too young. I just said I didn't, didn't I? Will you stop that? You'll ruin the furniture. <laughs> oh, whatever is the matter with you? Nothing. Oh, and I'm Charlie's aunt. <sighs> there is something wrong with you. I know you better than that. What is it? Nothing, Mum. I just don't feel well. Oi, where do you think you're off to? I'm going out on my bike. Oh, no, you're not. That you're not. No fear. You're not leaving my sight. Oh. Never you mind, oh. I won't go far. Too true you won't. Oh. And no good you putting your parts on either. You ain't going nowhere. Not till we find out what's happened to Susan. Oh. Yeah, so you can go on about it till you're blue in the face. Won't make no difference. What? I don't want you to be the next one to go missing. Oh. I won't, Mum. Oh, I see. Miss Clever know that for a fact, do she? Well, I ain't got no more time to keep arguing with you. I've got to get out of the shops before they shut. You ain't going out, and that's final. Oh, OK, Mum. But of course I went out anyway. I had to go back to the pond. It was somehow urgent. As if I almost expected everything to be different, like it was before. But of course everything was just the same. Even down to the big patch of flattened grass where I had so recently been lying. I rode my bike so fast from my house that the chain came off. You all right? What's, what's happened, my lover? The chain's come off. Ah, let's have a look. Now then, you hold the back mm-hmm. and, and turn the wheel. Mm-hmm. There you are. Fix that. Thanks. Ah. You live round here, do you? The house on the corner, with my mum. Uh, and your dad? Just my mum. So... What's your name, then? Davina. I'm Jim. Davina? That's a nice name. Race you round the pond. No, thanks. Susan's mum came round ours yesterday and told my mum she hadn't been home for her tea. Susan's mum was crying. She said, had I seen her? And I said, I had, because she was with you when me and Richard went tadpoling. What'd you go and say that for? Well, because she was. What did she say then? I don't know. Mum made me go to bed, but I could still hear Mrs Richards crying. It was horrible. Susan still ain't come home, and Mum's only letting me come out if I promise not to go outside of the house. I think she thinks someone took Susan away, and it might happen to me and all. Come on, let's have a race. I don't want to. I don't feel well. (laughs) You could race me on that funny old second-hand thing anyway. Hi, young Sally. I saw that. Hey, you all right? She pushed me off my bike. Ah, never mind. Ooh, that poor old knee's bashed up a bit, isn't it? Come on, little wounded soldier. Better get you home. 
Can you walk? No, I can't, Stanley, I can't. Here we go, then. <laughs> Up you come. Yeah, that's it. Hold on tight. My mum is in. She's up the shops. I'll take you round hours. Betty will see to it. Thank you, Stanley. Thanks. <laughs> that's a good girl. You old still. It's just a drop no. of warm water to get the muck and gravel oh. out. And a bit of antiseptic no. to kill the germs. Betty. Betty, come you on a look at this. I can't just now, Mum. What is it? You'll never guess who's just gone in, Gwen Richards. Oh? Couple of policemen. Can I see? No, you can't. Oh, they look ever so serious. Sit still, Davina. Uh, oh. oh, come here, Mum, uh, and give me a hand with this bandage. We well, need it to ask no. that. <laughs> just stop fidgeting. There's a good girl. Mm-hmm. There you go. You'll live, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Betty. Can I look now? Oi, <sighs> What's so fascinating out there? Oh, the bobbies are at Gwen Richards. You've got to keep that knee straight, Vina. Try not to bend it. I won't. And tell your mum not to undo the bandage. Mm. Here you are, Vina. Sherbet lemon. Thanks, Sandy. Wonder what they could be wanting with Gwen. Oh, Vina. Susan had a row with her mum yesterday. She said she was going to go and stay with her grandma. I'm talking about your bandage, Vina. Oh. Tell your mum it's got to heal. I will. Thanks. I don't know what it is, but I can't take to that Davina Goodchild. She don't look you in the eye, and you notice that. Hello, Davina. Hello, Mrs. Bruce. Uh, can I have a bottle of Mum's shampoo, please? She's run out. Oh. It's that one there. This one? I think so. Um, I'll have that comic and all. Mm. Did your mum know you read this sort of thing? Yeah. But she don't. Wonder you don't get nightmares. Why don't you have this one? It's got lovely stories in it, and there's a big pull-out medal bit all about the Princess Elizabeth when she was a little girl. No, thanks. I want this one. And you'll want it on your mum's bill as well, I suppose. Yes, please. Hello, Davina. All right. Hello, Jim. Uh, Twenty woodbines, please, Mrs Booth. So, how's the bicycle chain? I think it's all right, but I haven't been on it since. So, you like the lift home, then? Yes, please. Oh, let me reach across and close that door for you. Oh, this is nice. Do I remember you telling me there was only you and your mum at home? Yes, my dad's in America. Well, what's he doing there? He lived there. He was a soldier in the war. He's going to come back one day. Oh. What have you done to your leg? Nothing. Let me see. No. Come on, there's a good girl. No, I said. That night, I dreamed about Susan again. Hello, Stanley. Are you after the big old pike? No, I'm fishing for little Susan. Here she comes now. She always knows when I've got sherbet lemons, little piggy. <laughs> Can you see her, Vina? What's happened to her arms? They've turned into fins. Don't they look pretty? Can I have sweet, please, Stanley? There you go. You've got the one she wants, Vina. Throw it to her, then she can rest in peace. I can't. It's stuck to me hand. Well, come here, then. We've got to get it off. I can't, I can't. You'll pull my skin off with it. <laughs> no, I won't, but quick, before she swims away. Give me sweet, Vina. 
Hello, rest in peace. <laughs> Hurry up, Fina! <laughs> The next day it was the 2nd of June, Coronation Day, and all down our street there were red, white and blue bunting and balloons, and a giant coloured picture of the young queen was in the front window of most of the houses. I was at school because we were putting on a pageant on the theme of Rule Britannia. Come on girls, over here. Keep your head up, Valerie. Rosemary Francis was Britannia, and Valerie Christie had to stand at one side of her with the scepter, and I was at the other side holding the orb, which Miss Draper, the art teacher, had made out of a rubber ball. Hold it straight, Davina, and proudly, it's very precious. She had painted it gold and stuck little jewels in it and put a cross on the top. By that time, Jim had met Mum and he came with her. I quite liked Jim then, but that was before... Thanks for coming, Jim. Oh, give us a kiss, Barbara. Oh, behave yourself. <laughs> Well, anyway, there was Rosemary and Valerie and me, and we had long white robes, crisscrossed over the bodice with red and blue ribbons. Valerie looked best of all, though, in her silver helmet and carrying a shield and trident. She had long blonde hair and was pretty. Everyone knew she'd be picked to be Britannia. We had to walk the entire length of the hall in a slow procession, while Tommy Kirk, who had a voice like an angel, sang, I vow to thee, my country and we took our places on stage to form a tableau just as he finished the song. It wasn't much to do, really, but we'd been weeks practising getting the timing just right and walking in a sort of solemn way, which I couldn't do on the day because of my bandaged-up knee, but I did the best I could, and I don't think anybody noticed. Come along, children. Tuck into that jelly and ice cream before it all melts. Please, Mum, please. Oh, come on. You ain't going nowhere while little Susan Richards is missing. All right. And you needn't look at your father like that. Now go and get your jelly and ice cream. Go on. Oh, it ain't fair. What will you do with them, eh? Oh, they have no idea, do they? None at all. But we've had to put our foot down with her. Oh, Davina's just the same. I mean, yeah. can't tell her anything. Just look at her. Face like a wet week. <laughs> the only time we ever see her happy is when she's up to her eyes in muck down the long pond with that Stanley Mitchell. Uh, and there's a funny bugger if ever there was one. Gee. Well, I'm sorry, Derek, but I don't like the way you hang around the children. And I ain't the only one. I don't know if they're all like him up north, but I reckon they want to clear off back where he came from. He don't hang around the children, Jean. They hang around him. They like to watch him fishing, that's all. What do you say, Jim? I don't reckon there's no harm in the man. Oh, He's just after that old pike, that's all. Has been for years. Yeah. Don't you want your jelly and ice cream, Vina? Vina? What? No, I don't. Vina, be nice. My bloody mum won't let me go to the pictures because of Susan. My mum thinks she's dead. So do my dad. She might have just fell down a well. Don't be daft. Sally! There's Vina. What do you think, Vina? Huh? You know, Susan. Don't you know it's rude not to answer people when they speak to you? And why are you pulling that orb all to pieces? Ooh, here come that creepy Jim, your mum's boyfriend. He ain't creepy. Hello, Vina. I meant to say, you look nice in your frock. And in a frock? It's supposed to be a road. I brought you your jelly and ice cream. I don't want it. Oh, can I have it then? Come on, Vina. Give us a smile. 
I want to take a nice photo of you for your mum. You don't want my photo. Take my picture, Jim. And mine. And mine. If you please. have your photo took, Vina. What? You can have this half a crown. Oh, all right then. Ready? Ah, oh, that'll be a lovely photo. You look just like your mum, only nicer. A few moments ago, she passed our very door, and we were able to see the beautiful gown she's wearing under her crimson robe, her crimson parliamentary robe. So, this Jamie, love. Well, me and Daddy are listening to Coronation. You all right, Mum? Oh, young girl like that. All that responsibility. A poor father hardly cold in his grave. Now then, Mother. That crown will weigh heavy on her head. You mark my words, blast if it don't. Listen. Give her some cherry aids, Stanley. That'll keep her quiet for a bit. Might as well bring our port in while you're out there. It's already on tray. Got that nice one. He never wanted all that, you know. What's that, Mum? Our poor king. He'd be alive here now if it weren't for that selfish, bloody brother of his turning his back on country to lead a life of Riley with that hard-faced yank. I reckon you're right there. Don't have to put their hand in their pocket for nothing. You see that picture of him in yesterday's paper? Oh, sprawled out on some bloody grey yatter or that. Oh, blast of it. Don't make my blood boil. We don't often treat ourselves. Might as well do it proper when we do. Now then, Mother. Just you try a drop of that. Oh, Tah. Oh. Oh, oh, my word, that's nice. Oh, come on then, top me up. <laughs> Here's to Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth, long may she reign. Queen Elizabeth, oh, bless her. I'll go. The Duke of Edinburgh, tall, Admiral of Fleet, is now sitting by the Queen's side in the coach. I was fishing. Emmy was with me, weren't you, love? I get down there most afternoons when I finish my shift. This was where? The pond, just outside the house. Susan was across the other side with Vina. Uh, little Davina Goodchild. Mummy? Yes, yes. Oh, it, Stanley! Yeah. What? Don't what? go and give her chocolate biscuits. She's just had a bath. Oh. G- give it back to... No, give it back to Daddy. The oh, good girl. Go on, let her keep it. Are you saying you've been fishing, Mr Mitchell? Uh, that's right, I was. That Davina, good child, told us yesterday Susan was upset with her mother over summer or other and she was going to her grandma. Yes, we know. Her grandmother hasn't seen her. Oh dear, oh dear. Wherever could that poor little girl have got to? Anyone else there? My pardon? When you were fishing? Uh, Sally Baker and young Richard Pierce came across. They were tap-poling. Were they there long? Oh, blast, I don't know, I'm sure. I lose all track of time when I'm fishing. About uh, an hour or so, I suppose, until Sally's mother called him in for the teas. What did you do when Sally and Richard went in for tea? Well, it reminded me I was a bit hungry myself, so I thought it was about time me and Emmy went home as well. Uh, were you at home, Mrs Mitchell, when your husband came in? You? What, what's all this? What are you trying to say? Shh, Mum, they've got to ask their questions. I don't reckon they're asking us nothing they haven't asked no-one else. Isn't that right? Yes, Mrs Mitchell. Now then. Was I at home? No, I weren't. I was on the afternoon shift at Johnson's. The, the canning factory? Stanley does mornings and I do afternoons. We take turns to look after Emily. Can you remember what time it was when you went indoors? Uh, me? Um, I reckon it was about half past four. And what time did you get in for your shift, Mrs Mitchell? About quarter past six. Well, I think that's about it. 
If you do happen to hear anything... Oh, yes, of course. Uh, no matter how insignificant. Yes. Or remember something. We'll get in touch right away, won't we, Stanley? Oh, aye. Oh, we will. At about seven o'clock that night, they dragged the pond. I watched the whole thing from my bedroom window, my heart fluttering with the same excitement and panic as it had just two days before when I'd crept away with my guilty and terrible secret. And as the police frogman waded nearer and nearer to the spot where Susan went in, I bit on my lips so hard it started to bleed. They found her almost immediately and lifted her out dripping with pondweed. Her little bone-white legs dangled against the jacket of the man who carried her and contrasted starkly against his dark clothes. Then they laid her on the bank and hauled out the pram. Water poured out of the hood and weed hung from its handle in long green streamers. Don't come away from the window. Oh. Come on, I don't want you looking at that. Poor little Susan. Poor, poor little Mum. Don't cry, Mum. Poor Gwen Richards, whatever must she be going through? That poor, poor woman. Don't cry, Mum. Anyway, come on. Get yourself into your pyjamas and get into bed. Oh. oh, you can read your book or do your drawing for a little while and I'll be up to put the light out. Mum? Yes? What are they doing now with Susan? Well, they're not doing anything. They've gone. Have they taken Susan away? Yes. Are they going to put her in a coffin and bury her under the ground? Oh, get into bed. Go on. Now! Mum fussed over me no end after that. So did Sally's mum and Richard's. It was such an awful thing they said to each other, going all misty-eyed over Susan and at the same time being thankful it hadn't been one of us. For a while, I couldn't do anything wrong. Even when I helped myself to Mum's nail varnish and spilt it over the dressing table, she just shrugged and said, never mind. She could keep the spot covered over with her jewellery box. She even let me do my painting and drawing in the living room instead of the cold old kitchen. Just as long as you don't get any paint on my clean tablecloth, she'd say. Then she'd give me a kiss. Nothing like it had ever been known round our way. And now, of course, there remained the big question, how had it happened? Our neighbourhood was not going to be free of the presence of the police until that question was answered. They say she was pushed. Shh. Well, there must have been some sort of struggle, because her face was scratched. Well, Jim told me he was fingerprinted by the police yesterday. Mm, so was my Derek. They must have found something. They must have. They won't tell you nothing, though, do they? Mm. You all right, Davina? That's a fierce-looking fish, Vina. It's the pike. Oh, do you think its teeth are really as long and sharp as that? They might be. Is this little fish its baby? No, it's the Susan fish. The what? Just a little fish, that's all. Oh, oh, you made us jump. Aren't you ready yet? Oh, I'll get off, Barbara. I'll I, I see you later. Yeah, thanks, right. Jean. Yeah, bye, Jean. Bye. Oh, Jim, look. Come on, you two. Oh, Jim, I'm sorry, I clean forgot. There's all this other, you know, this other, I can't seem to keep my mind focused on anything. Yeah, well, hurry up or we won't get a good view. Oh, leave that, Davina. Go and wash your hands. Do as you're told. Oh, leave her alone, Barbara. She's going as quick as she can. 
look at me, look. That's Queen Elizabeth, the new Queen of England. Come to visit our little town and we're lucky. Oh, it's your pretty stamp. Wake up, sleepyhead. You're not supposed to doze off when the Queen's waving to you. (laughs) Poor young thing. All back from her honeymoon to have all this lot chucked at her. She'll have no life to call her own. Now then, mother. Oh, never mind that now then, mother. <laughs> don't know what she's got her head over that, she don't. Should have been able to enjoy the first years of her marriage like any young bride, without all that pomp and circumstance. Oh, here come the car. You all right, Davina? <laughs> yes, Mum. Well, I've got ever such a good view. She didn't do ever on your shoulders, is she, Jim? Oh, no, avoid <laughs> here. You nearly let me fall. No, I didn't. I got you. Oh, look at that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, I'm the judge of this talent contest, and we've got some good prizes here. Like what? Right, who wants to go first then? What sort of contest is that? You can't have a contest with only two. Well, I'm in it in all. You can't be MB judge. Well, of course you can. Can't you, Vina? Oh, I don't know. I don't care anyway. I know. Let's ask Stanley to be judge. Stanley! 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 Sobbing when they heard the bell toll for poor cock robin when they heard the bell toll for poor cock robin. Well done, Richard. Whatever's up with you, Vina? You look like you're going to blow any minute. Shut up. Now you, Vina. Men that marched where the desert sands were burning. From Tabrak down the road to Alamein. Hold on, you haven't said what it is. <laughs> the wedding of Lily Marlene. <laughs> you what? Shut up. Uh, go on then, Vina. In their hearts, tender memories were returning at the wedding of Lily Marlene. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Sally. Thank you, Vina. <laughs> right, now I have to announce the winner. Shall we just say Sally and Vina tied for first place? Because they were both good. Yay! Well, I think my song was better than her daft old song, Nobody Knows. My mum know that song and she's singing lovely. It's a German song. Isn't that right, Stanley? Oh, well, uh, the English word... It is. Lily Marlene was a German woman and she stood underneath a lamppost. (laughs) So what? German lover, German lover. Shut up. Davina's mum's a German lover. No, she ain't. She's a Yankee lover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yankee lover, Yankee lover. Ha, Davina's mum's a Yankee oi, oi, young lover. Oi, that's enough. You mustn't go saying things like that. I'll kill you. You. And you, Vina, just now calm down. I'll kill her, I will. I'll kill her. No, no, no wait a minute. She didn't I mean it. it. Did, she didn't mean it, did I you, Sally? You were both very good, so uh, we'll toss a coin, shall we? Heads. Tails. Heads. Sally wins. 
I'm the winner. Told you I'm the winner. Sally, you can have anything off this table. Well, go on. This monkey brooch is nice. Is that what you want? Yes, please. Hello, Barbara. Oh, hi. Davina, all right? We're sulking. Oh, now what's up? Jean and Derek was going to take her to see Peter Pan with Sally tonight, but they've gone off on holiday. She's disappointed. She was looking forward to it. Well, we'll go with her then. I'm free this weekend. Oh, you've never been able to sit in the pictures, Jim. They give me a headache. Well, why don't I take her? Would you? Of course, why not? You all right? Yeah. Ice cream? I've only just had one. You can have another one if you want. Yes, please. Chalk ice? Oh, yes, please. Chalk ice, please. Oh, right, sir. Give us a lick. No. <laughs> please. My mum says that's how you get germs. What are you doing? Only holding your hand. Well, don't you like it? No, not really. I hold your mum's hand. If I was your dad, I could hold your hand, couldn't I? You stop there, or I'll tell my mum. picture of that poor little Susan Richards out of my head. I don't do to dwell on it. I know. I try not to. And Davina's act never so strange. How strange? Like she's got something on her mind. Oh? Oh, well. Seeing as you've brought the subject up. <laughs> about Vina. What about Vina? Oh, I don't think you realise, Barbara. She can be a bit of a romancer sometimes. Uh, I know for a fact she can tell some whopping fibs. Such as? Well, I can't think of nothing uh, offhand. But she's forever inventing things. <sighs> uh, all right then. Well, what about when she said Susan was going to stay with her grandma that day she died? Uh, where did she get that story from, eh? She told you she hadn't seen her at all, didn't she? I don't know what you think you're getting at. If my little Davina is keeping anything to herself, it's only because she's upset about what's happened. And I'll tell you something else. 
she'll have the sight of that little mite being dragged out of the pond on her brain from the rest of her life. So you can stop right there, Jim Patterson. I didn't like that. Not one bit of... <laughs> don't be silly, Stanley. It's only a film. I don't know what pleasure people are supposed to get out of watching that sort of thing. I don't complain when you drag me along to your old cowboy films. <sighs> Do my eyes deceive me? Or is that little Davina Goodchild sitting just in front? Huh? It is. What are you doing in here on your own, Vina? Come and sit with us. Come on. How'd they let you in? You're not old enough. <laughs> I sneaked in behind some people. <laughs> you naughty girl. Does your mum know you get up to these sort of tricks? As heads of state and dignitaries from all over the world flock to London in the rain this week for the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II, the Duke of Windsor was murder racing in South America. Along with his Nazi cronies. What great fun was had by all. What are Nazi cronies, Betty? They're the buggers we fought in the war, my love. You'd be lording it over us right now if they'd won, and then we'd all be saying our little. Oh, just look at him. These windows are filthy. I got this for you, Mum. Boy, that's lovely. Do you really like it? Yes, I do. Where'd you get it? It's a present, that's all. I got first prize for singing the wedding of Lily Mordaine in a talent contest. Really? We had a grown-up fruit judge, Stanley Mitchell. I'll put it on your coat later, shall I? <laughs> if you like. Oh, looks like the police coming up our path. Oh dear, it'll be about poor little Susan, I expect. Mm. And blowed if I know what else they could be after. We've told them all we know. Davina! Oh, here you are, you little sod. Didn't you hear me calling you? No, Mum. What do you think you're doing hiding away out here? Not much, you're not. Oh. Come here. You ran out quicker than a blue ass fly when those two policemen came round. And you just stopped that bloody well as quick as you like. Now come on, out with it. You know something about little Susan. Oh, Mum? You heard? No, I don't, Mum. And don't you dare keep lying or I'll give you the thrashing of your I life. I don't, Mum, I don't. You come back here, you naughty girl. You're on before I finished. Now, you're not moving from this kitchen till you start telling me the truth. So you might as well get on with it. Well, I'm waiting. So, Stanley? What? Stanley Mitchell? What about Stanley Mitchell? Susan was with him, Mum. When was this? The other tea time. When Susan's mum came round. I'm <laughs> sorry, Mum. I'm sorry, Mum. No, never mind that. You just get on with it. Go on. Sally and Richard was getting tadpoles over the other side of the pond with Stanley. He was fishing. Then Sally's mum called us in for their teas. Then Stanley saw us and he called for Susan to go over. <gasps> he said he had some sweets for her. Oh, my God. Sugar lemons. What did you do then? I just came home for my tea. So why didn't you tell me this when poor Mrs. Richards came looking for her? I was frightened, Mum. Stanley, no, it was me that told on him. And he might have come after me. 
You are telling me the truth, aren't you? Yes, Mum. No, no, just wait a minute. This is important. I want you to think very carefully before you answer me. Now, this is serious, Davina. You know that, don't you? Yes, Mum. You are telling the truth. Yes, I won't smack you, but you must tell me. I am, Mum. I am. I am telling the truth. I am. So there it was. The dreadful lie. The moving finger had written and nothing was going to lure it back. I hadn't meant to blame Stanley. It had just all happened so quickly. It just leapt out of my mouth before I could stop it. The worst of it was, I was so fond of him. We were a lot alike. Both of us loners and outsiders, uncomfortable with our own age groups. I never knew why that was, and I don't expect Stanley did either. But who else could I have blamed? Poor Stanley. As good and kind as it was possible to be, trapped by his own innocence. Anyway, Mum cuddled me and got tearful and took a hanky from her cardigan pocket and made me blow my nose. I had to go and talk to the nice policeman, she said, but there was nothing to worry about. She wouldn't let that wicked bugger Stanley Mitchell come after me. She'd see to that all right. It was a solemn promise. We did believe her, didn't I? That same afternoon, I watched from my bedroom window when the police escorted Stanley out of his gate and into the waiting police car. Betty kicked up an awful row, screaming that her Stanley wouldn't hurt a hair on the head of any little child, and Emmy was putting in her two penneth, kicking the policemen on the shins and making them hop about in all directions. The racket disturbed all the neighbours, who wanted to know what all the commotion was, and soon it spread like wildfire that Stanley had been arrested for killing Susan. And when Judy the doll was found leaking water in the Mitchell's pantry behind the bread bin, nobody needed any more convincing. Good morning, Stanley. I'm Detective Chief Inspector McLaren. Ever seen this before? It's a doll. Right, Stanley, it's a doll. I'd like you to tell me if you've ever seen it before. No, I haven't. I don't think so. Have you or haven't you? It's a simple enough question, surely. I'd like a simple answer. I don't know that I can say rightly. No, I haven't. I haven't. Well, now, Stanley, this particular doll is an interesting one. Oh, yes? Oh, yes, indeed. It had belonged to Susan Richards. Oh. How do you think it got in your kitchen? Hmm? In the pantry? Behind the bread bin? I'm sure I don't know. Well, I'm sure we don't. I don't know. My little one might have put it there. I can't think of nothing else. Now, where would she have got hold of it, do you think? Hmm? It wasn't her doll, now, was it? She's scarce more than a baby. Picks things up all over the place. Puts them down all over the place and all. You like playing with children, don't you, Stanley? I don't play with children. Well, now, that's not what we hear. We hear you're always being seen down at the pond with the local children. I don't... Several of their parents have complained about it. I don't play with children. I go fishing. I do not play with children. You give them sweets. You encourage them. I like sweets. I always have a bag with me. They're for me and Emmy. I take a fishing while Betty's at work. Yeah. You don't have any friends, do you, Stanley? Huh? Adult friends, that is. I don't know why you want to ask me all these things. A man should have adult company outside the home from time to time. 
Why did you kill little Susan Richards? Blast! I've had enough of this! That I have! Well, sit down, Stanley! I never did no such thing! I wouldn't hurt nobody, never mind a little child! Why would I ever do a wicked thing like that? I don't know how you can just get me in here and say these things! It ain't right! It ain't right! I wouldn't hurt little Susan! I wouldn't hurt any little child! You ask my Betty, she'll tell you. Can I water the flowers, Mum? Not yet. I want to put these primroses in first. Here, put some of that chickweed out. That'll be help. Gets everywhere, that. Oh, hello, Jean. Hello, Barbara. Hello, Davina. How are you? I saw poor Gwen getting out the car on Sunday. Just been to the cemetery. Looked dreadful. Oh dear. Doris from next door told me Stanley Mitchell's wife's gone completely to pieces and Emmy's running round loose like a little wild thing. Oh, poor little girl. What about Emmy? Never you mind. Well, needs her mother, but Betty's too wrapped up in her own misery to notice. I just hope she snap out of it. If she don't, they could take little Emmy away. Oh, no, surely not. <sighs> No, I, I don't reckon it'll come to that, but still. I think I'll go in and do some drawing. Go get yourself that new paintbrush you needed. And tell Mrs. Bull to put it on my bill, all right? And don't bang the... The gate, Davina. What? Pardon, Mum? Make sure you do buy a paintbrush. I don't say too much. You don't miss a thing. I'll tell you what, though. What's that, Jane? Gwen's boys would have tore Mitchell limb from limb if they'd have got hold of him. Oh, no! Don't pretend you haven't seen me. I want a word with you, you wicked little liar. Eh? <laughs> What's all these lies? You've been telling about my family. Let go of me! Let go of me! Liar! Liar! <laughs> what you'll put in my poor Stanley through? What do you ever do to you? Stanley's the gentlest, kindest man on the face of the Stanley, earth. He would never hurt nobody. And a little child least of all. Yes! Just you tell your mum. Just you tell her what a wicked, evil little liar you are. Just you tell her that. What's all this? You keep out of it. Come on. I don't know why she's been telling these lies about my Stanley, but I'm going to find out. Now look, babe, you're going to end up in trouble yourself. You ain't going to get away with it. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Get in the car, Vina! I said! I said! Leave me alone, both of you! Leave me alone! Where's your paintbrush? What, Mum? And what is that you've got there? All I said to you. Tales from the crypt, is it? I'll give you tales from the bloody crypt. This is going straight in the bin. And you can go straight to bed. Go on. So life had started to settle down to normal. Except for Betty and Emmy and the Richards, that is. For them, life would never be normal again. That wasn't the end of it, though. A few weeks later, we heard the news about Stanley. What a thing to happen, Barbara. I can't believe it. Yes, well, there you are. You got what you deserved. He could have been innocent. Oh, and I'm the Queen of Sheba. 
Excuse me, Jean, but you've changed your tune a bit, if you don't mind me saying so. I ain't really, Barbara, but I'd have felt better about it if he'd had the chance of a trial. Well, we ain't never going to get the bottom of it now, are we? Hmm. Davina, no. No, she don't. She got bad enough dreams already. You ought to tell her. About Stanley, I mean. I know. Funny, things that stick in your mind. I keep thinking of the times I've seen Stanley pick snails up off the pavement so they wouldn't get trod on. Now, I admit, I've been one of the first to think bad of him, but it suddenly dawned on me that a man that'd go to all that trouble to save a snail being squashed isn't the sort of man that'd hurt a little child. It seems so unfair. What was that? It made my blood run cold. What them other prisoners done to him. Oh, the buggers. Davina? And just what do you think you are doing down here? Standing dead, is he, Mum? He ain't, is he? That night, I dreamed I was sitting on the sun-baked mud at the edge of the pond, where it had been worn flat over the years by the men fishing there. I was alone in my dream, except for a snail with a glorious iridescent shell that was crawling leisurely up the thick stem of a bulrush. I thought how much I'd like to have the shell to keep, for truly, I'd never seen one as lovely as that before. It was delicate, opaque, almost phosphorescent, with luminous pinks and jade greens and subtle shades of violet melding one into the other. I went to pluck it from the stalk. Then I thought I should leave it alone, realizing that the snail would have to let go of its life for me to possess its shell, and that would have been selfish and cruel. It had a right to its life just as much as anything else. It was while these thoughts were preoccupying me that the water level began to rise. And then suddenly, Mum was there again, waking me up, her warm arms wrapped around me. Richard, come and play. Come on. Sally, can I come play with you? Can I come play with you, please, Sally? I don't know. Go on. Let her. You want to be friends then, do you? Yes. Well, all right then. I haven't said you can come in yet. Just you wait there. I have to ask my mum first. Oh? She might not want you to. She saw you take my doll's dress. I didn't take your doll's dress. It don't matter. I've got plenty of other ones. I didn't anyway. And you stole my monkey brooch. I didn't know. Yes, you did. I know you did. I didn't, Sally, honest. Well, somebody did, and there was only you and Richard there. And it was Richard's brooch in the first place, so I'm sure he didn't want to take it after he'd just given it to me. Stanley was there and all. That don't mean he stole my brooch, even if he did kill Susan. <sighs> I'll go and ask my mum if you can come in and play, but don't you dare set foot in my garden till I come back. All right. <coughs> mum says you can come in as long as you behave yourself. What shall we play then? Doctors and nurses. No, you're always the doctor, and I don't like to keep taking my clothes off. We can play mums and dads if you like. All right, then. Who's going to be the baby? I'm the mum, then Rich is the dad, and you're our baby. You have to do as you're told. I don't want to be the bloody baby. I'm too big. Yes, you are too big, really. Susan used to make a good baby, but she's dead now. I know what we can play. What? 
You can be the queen, and you've just had your coronation, and I'll be your husband. What about me? You can be a loyal subject, and you have to call me your highness. I know a good game, a better one. What's that, Richard? Stanley the Bogeyman, risen from the grave. Oh, yeah, that's a good game. Come on, Vina, let's go and hide. Richard is Stanley, say, and he's been beat up and killed by prisoners. Now he's come back to life again, and we've got to go and hide before he finds us. <gasps> Close your eyes then, Richard, and give us a chance to hide somewhere. Turn around. Go on. One, two, three. You're not allowed to go out of the garden, Vina. Vina! As time passed, I dismissed what I had done. I buried it deep like it had never happened. I told myself that Susan had moved away with her family and I didn't think about the Mitchells at all. Except when in later years, the children growing up after me raced around the pond playing Stanley the bogeyman. At those times, Stanley would come back to haunt me. He'd wait for me in the dark and hold out his bag of sweets. His smile is broad and innocent as ever, and his eyes dancing with the pleasure of his simple life full in them. Nobody was ever able to catch the big old pike. I heard it said he floated to the surface long ago, the day that all the fish died. We never knew why it happened. It was a mystery. Anyway, the pond was never the same after that. It just sort of went bad, and people started to throw rubbish in it. Mum and Jim broke up. No one knew why, and Mum never said. Then he met somebody else and moved away. I never did tell her about that day at the pictures. And as the long years went by and the memory of it faded, sometimes I thought I might have imagined it or even dreamed it. Betty Mitchell took the bottle and got her teeth knocked out one night by a Dutch merchant seaman. And Emmy was sent to an approved school when she was only 14. For her own protection, they said. As for me, well, my many hours of drawing and painting during my self-imposed exile in the chicken's house resulted in recognition of my work at secondary school as extremely promising, and I was packed off to art college to indulge my burgeoning talent. I was still only at college when I was commissioned to illustrate a children's book called Little Spirits of the Waters and the Woods. The picture chosen for the front cover was a pond scene full of sunshine and summer and dragonflies' wings zittering over water lilies. And just below the surface, artfully concealed in the lush weeds, is the faint suggestion of a child's face, the little mouth open in a perfect O. It is hidden too well to be seen by the casual observer, and to tell the truth, I don't even remember putting it there. Mum has the original picture hung over the mantelpiece in her front room. She also keeps a copy of the book, which went out of print years ago, wrapped in tissue paper in a handkerchief drawer.